not to record. Welcome to Misunderstood. Yes, and we are live, <laughs> live and direct. <laughs> Pre-recorded live. It's what they call as live. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we're at the uh, at, at my house today. I'm hosting today. Um, sorry, I just started a Nutrisystem diet, so there will be no beard tonight. <laughs> well, and I'm on the same Nutrisystem. The new me app has been snitching on me. Like, I know if I get through a week, it's going to tell me where my trouble times are. And I, I already know because uh, I haven't been holding to some of my other eating habits. I think it's meant to give you self-guilt. It's um, working. Yeah. Well, you look at it and you're like, oh, man. It's Did working. I eat that many calories or a cheeseburger has, you know, that much cal- that many calories and a lot for the day. So, and that part I do like, I like that I can like pick something up and then scan it and be like, yeah, it's not worth it. Captain's wafers are not that delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to go back to the school board meeting. Now, I guess we probably need to hit a little bit because this is the first time that we've been live since we got a chance to sit on the Appalachian podcast. I uh, really enjoyed it. Like, great, great conversation. Like, yes. at the end, we're like dapping and hugging. It's like, yeah, we just solved all, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? And then the, the Internet episode got posted on the internet, and of course, that's when people have comments and things. And we really did well in the comments this time. If you if we look through it, there was one comment the entire time. It wasn't even about something that we discussed on the podcast. So somehow, I think we were able to navigate the waters without being terrible. In terms well, do you of think those, that person even listened to the episode? I don't think so. I think there was. I think that was a gotcha question because the, yeah. the question that was laid in front of us is with Black Lives Matter um, supporting Palestine. Mm-hmm. Do we denounce them? And the answer was pretty quickly like, yes, of course we denounce. It was just an attack, like a really horrible attack. We denounce that violence. That's yeah. terrible. No, awful. We but, denounce but, all violence. People. Yeah, but they took it a step further. Do you now denounce a movement because of this action? Well, and I, I guess that part will get more complicated. Absolutely. Anybody in Black Lives Matter that is like violence is the way to go. I denounce them. I denounce whatever slice of Black Lives Matter they happen to be going with. Mm-hmm. Yes, not a problem. Violence doesn't solve anything. Yeah, I agree. But uh, the way I, I read it was, hey, this person in this in your, uh, in, I guess, your in this organization, movement, not even organization, in this cause that you're behind, uh, feels this way. Can you denounce him and the cause? I'm, it's like it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You know, I, I'm supposed to believe that Black Lives no longer matter. Because of this individual, this no. individual. and it gets really tough. That's like uh, denouncing Christianity because of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, it feels that way, yes. And it gets really tough. The um, the particular image is absolutely horrible. It is. It, I it, agree. Uh, it was an image of, of a paraglider and then some kind of phrasing that was pro-Palestine or pro-Hamas or something like that. It was put up, taken down pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. 
And it wasn't done by a national organization. It was done by Black Lives Matter Chicago. And somebody in Black Lives Matter Chicago posted this and it ripped Black Lives Matter Chicago up. Mm-hmm. So um, members who were regular Black Lives Matter members left the organization. People have been denouncing them on the Twitter account. Whoever was running the Twitter account had it taken down immediately. So it's not something that even the Black Lives Matter out of Chicago is able to navigate having put that kind of information out. It's it's bigger than they were able to, to do. I don't know what the thinking was behind it. I'm certain whoever made the executive decision to post that is going to keep their mouth shut <laughs> because it was just incredibly stupid. Yeah. Uh, you don't support violence. Especially as as a as a black organization that is specifically put together to stop violence, mm-hmm. uh, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I think there's more to say, but I also have to say this is such a uh, such a big issue to all of a sudden expect that Black Lives Matter or really many African-Americans would have an actual understanding is crazy. I like ever since that attack, that's when I've been finding out which parts Palestine, where Israel actually is, what's been going on. Like, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing is that most black people, um, we don't lack empathy. So at the same time, you know, we we can, you know, share in, in the grief of what happened to the Jews and, and also at the same time um, be upset with how uh, Palestinians are being treated. And I, for me, this is new information. Now, now, uh, now to clarify this, Hamas is not included. With the uh, with Palestinians or Muslims, and at this point, you know, to I me, they have they're, to stop. Hmm? I have to stop. What? I because I just everything I know I learned in the last week hmm. before the attack on Israel. I didn't understand any of the Middle East conflict. Um, I will say uh, uh, something I watched uh, probably last year was very eye opening. Um, it was of. It was a TV show called Remy. Okay. Uh, He's Muslim and he actually goes to uh, Jerusalem because he's a a jeweler and he he works with a, uh, I I guess, a Jewish uh, jeweler. And he has the ability to visit Palestine. Okay. Um, And while he's there, something happens and he ends up uh, like grabbing a, a Palestinian kid's bike. And, and pretty much stealing it. And, you know, they, they catch him and then they beat him up. And to get, you know, to get away, he lies to the cops and he's like, you know, uh, you know, I'm an American citizen and they they just threatened me. And the way that they treated those Muslim individuals in Palestine, you know, it was ridiculous. Uh, and, you know, may not be any truth to it, but, you know, after looking into it a little bit more, there is, you know, some unfair treatment of Muslims in in Palestine because what I understand there's a, there's pretty much a border around again everything I'm learning it, it, it'd be interesting to have this episode after we dig into some more mm-hmm. um, but even even thinking about um, uh, is it Muhammad what's the what's the show I like Mo Mo. 
with uh, Muhammad Amir. Yes, where he was tell he would tell people all the time, like, <laughs> I'm from Palestine. They'd be like, Shalom. <laughs> He's like, it's a branding issue. Like, this is the first time that I've even understood that not that these are two separate spaces, that this is one place that's mm-hmm. broken up. And these folks are trying to figure out how to navigate inside it or that his story about immigrating out of there yeah. was part of these same battles for which land was going to be controlled by who. So it creates a second layer of depth on that storytelling. Gosh, uh, what's crazy? There's several, I guess, Muslim stories, you know, in the form of sitcoms that kind of share the, that backstory, uh, man like Mobine. Okay, you know where I guess his family immigrated to England. I don't know exactly where they came from, but he is of you know Muslim descent. That man, it's wild. And I think the only other one on the other on the other end on the Jewish aspect is uh, I've watched um, Marvelous Miss Maisel, hmm. and they were all um, American Jews. But at one point, the now, sun. Now, is that set in present day? It's set in the 60s. Okay. So this really also gives me another kind of interesting because the sun went back to Israel uh, and married a, a non-Jewish woman who converted and then got to be very into the culture. And so she was pushing to make sure everybody got to Israel and this understanding of what that 1960s Israel was like is another kind of interesting Layer that I'm starting to get on a piece of under. I just none of this I understood. Well, uh, now since you brought up marvelous Miss Maisel, you yes. know, we do have to shout out a Franklin County native. Yes, that is on. I think season. What is season? Is it yes, Grisetti. Yes, Josh Grisetti. Josh and he's amazing in it. Uh, I, I I don't know if I um I did like it. I liked uh, what was the, the show he was on before where they were going to steal. <laughs> We're gonna steal the money from Mick Jagger. And I Keep feel talking. Like, I'm gonna go I to feel the like the title was something just as long and convoluted. Like we're gonna rob Mick Jagger. Um, I liked that show, but I especially liked the character he played on that. The character he plays on this one is a completely different character. Um, so there's there's range in his his acting ability. That pushed me to look him up online. Okay, Knights of Prosperity is Knight, the show that Knight you're referring to. Prosperity, because the guy who sang the the, the uh, Knights of Prosperity part, who was one of the characters, also did the voice on the Cleveland show. He did Cleveland Junior. Cleveland Junior. And and he did the neighbor. The um the head flew the Confederate flag. <laughs> he did those two voices, which was funny because Cleveland Senior was voiced by a white man, and the neighbor who was white was voiced by a black man. All right, but this brings us back to why we're here, and why we're here is to go through school board meetings. Again. All right, so good, just get that out the way. Good All to right. get that out the way, and let's jump into January. So this is January 9th, twenty twenty three. All right. Is that too far, too too into the future? Hold on. When did we last leave off? We just finished uh, 2020, 2021. And so now we're going into 2022. So I apologize. We're actually going to hit our first school board meeting in February 14th of 2022. And so we're still kind of in a 
weird point in our school board meetings. We haven't gotten everything down. Sound is pretty good at this point. I think we're going to hear a familiar voice uh, in this one. Let's see if I've got it queued up. I know radio silence is absolutely awful. Oh, we'll cut it up. We're going to cut it up. So if you hear me talking. Is everybody clapping for you? So right now, Dr. Cobbs is handing out the last of the few uh, awards. And so we're hearing our first February meeting. Are we cutting names out? I'm going to cut names out. I'm going to keep cutting names out. So you just heard a blank there. It says, Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. In Proverbs 3, 27 and 28, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. Do not say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I will give it to you when you already have it with you. And I think black people get nervous when people start quoting scripture. So we're all like, oh, where's she going to go with this? Mm-hmm. This is four months that, that, that a, I have uh, left to the interpretation of the, the reader. I mean, we know that, but we also know people who Bible thump usually aim for the head. And so we, we don't oh, want to think that <laughs> slavery. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be a pretty good. That's a hard one to fight against. Come before you asking you to do the right thing and give Franklin County Public School employees what they deserve. <laughs> Okay. I am thankful that you are listening, but yet we have not seen a plan for increasing their pay. I have talked to numerous support staff, and I am saddened to hear the little pay that they are receiving. Para- paraprofessionals and tech secretaries are only bringing home less than $1,000 a month. Cafeteria employees and custodians, less than 1200 a month. With the increase of cost of living raise, the employees are having to work extra jobs to make ends meet. This should not happen. We have overworked employees that are not being paid what they are worth. With Roanoke County paying bus drivers and aides $94 a day while we are still at $58. I listened last month and wanted to wanting to recruit college students, but why can't we train high school students to do the support staff jobs? Not every high school student will go to college. Bring the classes to the high school level. Typing, sanitary work, teacher's aides, certificates for paraprofessionals, cooking classes. There are things that we can do within our high school. It is in your hands to equip these students with skills to do a job. Also, remove the need of the high school diploma or GED because the older generation had to quit school to support their families. We need to look at all areas making it possible to hire all those in need of a job. We have a responsibility to this support staff, and it is in your hands. Thank you. I agree with most of what she said. Um, so I guess Franklin County has a minimum of a high school diploma or GED. Yes. Most, most places were required in the 90s when we were really pushing for that. We, we upped requirements. We made a lot of companies agree not to hire anybody without a high school diploma. All the way down to the military. Okay. No, I agree. I agree. I, uh, yeah. 
Glenamore. This name. Snow Creek District, Glenamore. Hello, everyone. In December, a disgruntled parent said to you that CRT and equity in education and cultural consciousness are one and the same. CRT is not taught to students, but equity in education is crucial training for the professional staff. It ensures that all children in Franklin County feel respected and valued. I especially encourage our at-large Rocky Mount and Snow Creek representatives to protect this training. I'll share a personal experience. Larry was assigned to, to Roosevelt Road's Navy base in Sable, Puerto Rico in the 80s. Oh, Our four-year-old son, Darnell, was enrolled in the preschool on base. His teacher was a white American female, most likely a Navy wife. One day, Darnell came home with a picture he colored at school of a little boy holding a cat. I noticed that he didn't color the face. That was unusual for Darnell. I asked him why he decided to not color the little boy's face. He said, my teacher told me not to. Out of concern, I made an appointment to confer with his teacher. Her explanation was, Darnell was reaching for a brown crayon and I didn't want him to cover the facial features. The classroom walls were covered with pictures and posters, but all of them were of white children and white families. None of African-American, Native American, Asian, or even Latino. None of the classroom storybooks reflected the racial, ethnic, and cultural backgrounds of the children in the preschool, the Navy base, or America. His teacher was not mean-spirited nor racist, just insensitive and not trained in cultural consciousness. A 21st century Franklin County educator would immediately recognize what was troubling about that scenario. And we can be proud that Virginia educated teachers know that equity in education is not just about race, it includes socioeconomic status, gender, zip code, and language spoken at home, to name a few of the dynamics in a Franklin County child's life. To the disgruntled parent, I challenge you to imagine your child in a Franklin County school where no pictures, posters, or textbooks represent her. Thankfully, because of present Virginia Department of Education requirements, that will not happen to your child, nor to my grandchildren. Thank you. Um, It's so true. Um, Even... I, I remember finding the perfect brown crayon to <laughs> to color all of my my individuals um, because you, you do want them to look kind of like you. Yeah. Uh, even to the point where you know you know how much pressure to put on that crayon <laughs> so get the right to get that right brown. shade. Oh man! To this day, I didn't. I don't think I realized that story. I, I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. But it's like to this day, when we're coloring things, like how my kids. Like I'll encourage, like I'm like handing them different colored brown crayons to make sure that there's some skin tone. Uh, and I'll say that I've gotten better. You know, <laughs> when I got older, you know, by the time I was in second grade, I knew that I could go dark with the outline and then go light with the shading on the inside to kind of highlight those fa- those features. Yes, it's learning. I've come to ask the math mandate needs to come down. It's time. It was put in place for the wrong reasons. Fear, political pressure, that we didn't adequately weigh the benefits and the risks for the kids and for the staff. So I thought I'd bring a few pictures just to help show how effective these masks have been outside of Franklin County. So the first one looks at New York State. And any mitigation effort that's effective, you just see when the mitigation takes place, the cases would at minimum stay the same, if not drop. But New York State, it's almost the same as any state if you look at the numbers. You see these rises a little bit in the summer, 
on most of the winter when you're indoor more often, probably more air pollutants, lower vitamin D levels. Same thing as it's just about any state. So then Dina's got the next one. This looks like California, LA, San Diego. Look oh, at that. They put the mask mandates in and the cases go up. Not really, it it's, seems like these masks aren't making any difference in any of these disease progression. Okay. Look, graphs the next one. So this one is on So Israel had some of the most strict measures versus Sweden. Never used any masks. And you look again, here's Sweden's low numbers, here's Israel shooting up. And then my last one, first of all, those first three, I have to thank OSHA expert Stephen Petty for helping me out with those. This last one is Franklin County. I took all the numbers from Franklin County Public Schools. Let's look at it from August to January. This is staff and students combined, since the graphs look pretty much the same, but this makes it a little bit more clear. So you can see in August, your cases were already dropping significantly. By the time the red line is when you insisted on having documentation for mask exemptions, but your cases had already dropped incredibly. And then it stayed low, and then again, shot up in December and January. So again, if the masks were making a big difference, you wouldn't expect to see the cases rising. Thanks so much, Dina. Okay, so when I look at a graph like that, my first question is, could this have been foreseen? I'm gonna argue yes, just based on physics. We know from the National Academy of Sciences last year that looked at a monkey study, the monkeys were infected with COVID and almost all the droplets that came from the monkeys were those teeny tiny aerosols that can go straight through your mask. And even if they couldn't go straight through, they just leak right out the sides where it gaps by the nose and mouth or on the side of the mask. The Shaw study that showed a 10% efficacy with cloth masks, again, was a lab study. It was taped to the face. Not the same as in the real world. The real world, you're probably at zero, maybe one. 2%, very low efficacy. And then you look at the, the problems with kids, the speech language delays. I'm running out of time, so I can't go through all of them, but we've seen the tip of the iceberg. SB 1303 doesn't mandate masks. Even the sponsor of the bill has admitted that because the CDC can't mandate masks. We need to get back to respecting different opinions and mandates don't do that. Please remove the mandate. Thank you. Thank you. Was this, this wasn't during the state mandate. That been I lifted. think it looks like we're still under the state mandate. Yeah, because I was going to say, I feel like um, Frank County Public Schools only followed the mandate as long as it applied. And then once the state lifted it, they did away with, with masks. I I guess I don't I didn't really understand any of it. Um, I think because we didn't care. We didn't care. And it was a ball of confusion. Uh like, I, well, I, I think our confusion was, uh, why are they so upset about these masks? Yeah, that, that part I did have trouble figuring out. Like, what exactly is this mask causing? Um, doctors wear masks almost all day. Yeah. And they're like some of the smartest people we have. Yeah. And, and <laughs> there's signs that say, you know, if you have a cough, put on this mask before, you know, sitting in the waiting area. And I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I except it was just an anti-government thing. Okay, uh, and I, I think that's where, as I was listening to some of the conservative media, that's where it felt like it was going. And it also felt like there was a lot of people who thought it was like the mark of the beast that wearing the mask was saying that you didn't like God. Hmm. Now you, I've heard your. Uh Philosophy on the real mark of the beast, which is cell phones. Yes, yes, I I think that is way more accurate because they talk about it being like on your wrist and your forehead, and if you think about the light from a cell phone, those are the two things it would land on. If somebody came from the past into the future and saw everybody droning around on these things, that would lead you to that. And the other thing is, it eats away time like it steals from you the chance to raise your children the right way. It steals from you. Um, I agree. Even the family time. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, we sit down to watch a movie. We have to double check. Hey, come on, put your phones up. Yes. 
and and that's not just my kids, me, myself, and my wife yeah. too. You know what? The kids will, hey, mom, dad, you know you got to follow the same rules. So yes, I I can see where that can be uh, seen as the the mark of the beast. And it, it you don't get anything back from it. Like you when you sit in front of because I've done this plenty of times where I'm sitting there with the family and we finally get the kids to bed and I sit down and it's like, oh man, I'm tired. I ought to go to bed. Let me just look at my phone for. <laughs> Two hours. I've been sitting here two hours. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't take it with you to the bathroom. <laughs> we only have one bathroom. I have one bathroom and four women that live in my house. So I don't have to. <laughs> Those are quicker movements. Oh, uh, So, yeah, I, I think that's more likely. And the other thing is really you're going to get to a point where you're not going to be able to buy or sell anything without a cell phone. Mm-hmm. So all the things cell phones look like they're going to be able to fulfill. Okay. Ashley Caudill. Dina Wright. The names have been omitted to protect the innocent. Oh, I got to pee real quick. Let me drink a lot of water. Bigger, please. I have three school-aged children, none of whom are enrolled in Franklin County Schools. Today is the Feast of St. Valentine, a day when many celebrate love. The Bible has numerous passages about love. In Hebrews chapter 4, it states, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Herein is love, that God loved us and sent his Son. If God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. We love him because he first loved us. I love many of the people in this room. There are some here who I struggle to love, but I'm trying. There are some for whom the thought of loving, well, that is quite difficult for me. Um, I pray for them, and that's where I start. And I know that I need to try to love them. Each of us need to try to love more. A wise pastor posed this question to his congregation yesterday. Are you bold enough to speak the truth in love to those who have no love for the truth? Well, I will try. Here is a list of some of the things that I love. And I hope that in this list, you will hear some things that you love too. And maybe we can start there to try to love each other more. I don't know. It's worth a shot. I love God. I love the Holy Spirit. I love Jesus. I love true believers. I love my children. I love the children of Franklin County, of Virginia, of the United States, and of the world. I love dedicated teachers. I love devoted staff. I love seeing smiles. I love hearing laughter. I love listening. I love learning. I love teaching. I love taking deep breaths. I love receiving and giving big, warm hugs. I love medical freedom. I love freedom of choice for myself and for my children. I love patriots. I love our military. I love our constitution. I love bravery and courage. I love truckers. I love peaceful protests. I love civil disobedience. I love unity. I love freedom of speech. I love the truth. I love all freedom and I love liberty. So what do you love? And what would you do to protect what you love? And how can you demonstrate love tonight here in this place? Thank you. I didn't know where she was going. I didn't didn't know either. But it also plays into what, you know, uh, when black people hear scripture, we don't know what we're going to get. Good evening. 
Happy Valentine's Day. Day of love. I wanted to see if I could ask you guys that are wearing masks up there. Maybe you want to take them off tonight. You're fairly distant. Obviously, it's up to you. Just a little frustrating to speak to folks where you can't really see what they're saying. So I don't know if anybody you guys want to take them off tonight. I think it would mean something to uh, to the folks who are out here. It's it's really tough when you're watching online too. I did that last time and I couldn't really see who was talking or what was going on. Um, my wife Dean and I have been coming to school board meetings for about ten months now. Um, since May of last year, some of the times I've been angry trying to convince you all um, to see the light, but I realized I shouldn't be angry. Can't force you to do anything. So, like Dina mentioned, I'll try love. After all, Jesus said, love thy neighbor as love thyself. First Corinthians 13, chapter 26 reads, can't force you to do anything. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. And here's the truth. As Rebecca mentioned, masking and other ridiculous COVID restrictions on our kids are almost zero risk to them is absurd. Um, putting masks on our kids, simply put, is, is persecution. I really believe that. It's harming them in so many ways, robbing them of a right to a free and competitive education, keeping them from socializing and having the educational experience that they should have had and almost all of us had. And let's not forget the teachers and staff. There are some that want the mask, obviously, but there are many that don't. There's been a lot of legal action lately on it all masks or just the cloth ones, like hockey masks. <laughs> Get those off of those kids. I man, my kids did well with their masks. Um, I want to say uh, my middle child ended up uh, national junior national honor society, and uh, the mask didn't affect them. Um, the mask affected anyone. And and on top of that. Um, doesn't sound like they have kids in Frank County Public Schools, but they want our kids to wear masks. Parents of kids who actually attend Franklin County Public School. That's what concerns me. Say, now say that again. Um, the people speaking mm-hmm. in opposition of, of mask mandates in Franklin County Public Schools. It doesn't sound like they actually have children in Franklin County Public Schools. Yeah, it seems like as we go along, there are less and less parent parents, what maybe grandparents or what yeah, I, really I, feel I, like transplants, grandparents who never had any kids or grandkids in the school system, but may have kids or grandkids out there. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> it, it, I guess I, it's hard for me to understand. Uh, I have no ties to the school system, but your kids shouldn't wear masks. Uh, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Um, well, let's, let's keep going. The Virginia Supreme Court, as you know, recently ruled that the school boards have discretion and can forego any of the CDC COVID-19 mitigation strategies, including masking. So there's no legal requirement. I wrote that to you guys a couple weeks ago. So we've been hanging on to that all this time for no reason. In addition, SB 739, which states that any parent has the right to decide if their child will or will not wear a mask at school, will soon be law. Amen to that. This means that you as a school board will have absolutely no say in that. So I ask you on Valentine's Day, if you love our children, you love our staff, please vote to remove all mask requirements for students, faculty, and staff at Franklin County Schools. Let's use common sense and not unsubstantiated flip-flop guidance from the CDC and others like the Academy of Pediatrics or the VDH. Let's listen to the word of God, which has been tried and true, never led us astray. I'm sorry, your time is up. I'm sorry, you say not to trust medical organizations. Thank you.
Gina Mitchell. Gina Mitchell. I think the Bible is Good evening, everyone. I'm here to address two issues. One is to remind certain members of the board that you were elected by we the people to make decisions that represent. Let me pause. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Bible is is pro masks. Uh, Uh, well, I have to. I'll see if I can't pull it up later on. Yeah, because uh, so far I've heard scripture that has nothing to do with masks, but it's a reason for uh, us to remove mask mandates. Yeah, I think there's there, there's some things like disguising yourself or wearing um, a, a tongue that hates kind of things, but I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure there's areas in like one of the rules to Deuteronomy or numbers where it's like if you're sick, you know, if you cover your face and Moses wore a mask and then people were like, Moses is just wearing a mask. So we don't know he's not glowing anymore. And but Moses was like, no, I'm wearing a mask. So you guys aren't afraid of me glowing because after he went up on the mountain and God gave him the tablets, uh, he started to glow and kind of freaked people out. And we the people, not your own personal agendas or interests. The second embraces the idea that if you follow the money, the root of all illogic and arrogance we are all witness to as of late will be revealed. With these two issues in mind, let's harken back to November 2021 when voters in Virginia turned out in record numbers to elect Governor Yunkin and others, as well as oust members of their local school board. This school board stands as no exception. In fact, when the hostile climate brewing in school board meetings in Franklin County and throughout the state, parents drew their line in the sand to stand against the gross abuse of power regarding school, ma school masking policies, CRT objectives, and other outright disregard of Virginia's parental rights laws. Make no mistake about it. In November, the people of Virginia and Franklin County have spoken, and either you get their message loud and clear, or you too will be replaced. Which brings me to my next point regarding the board's special meeting held on January 21st in response to Governor Youngkin's executive order, number two, reaffirming the rights of parents in the upbringing, education, and care of their children, and thereby so titled. While I question the fact that the special meeting began in closed session, during the public session it became clear that four members of the board chose, chose to completely disregard Youngkin's order and we, the people. Allow me to remind you that you were not elected to make decisions based on your own personal agendas nor were you elected to make decisions based on what the teachers or administrators of Franklin County want, but you were elected to make decisions based on what we, the people, want. Clearly, members of this school board have failed to do such. Which brings me to my next point, and that is if you follow the money, the root of all the blatant arrogance we are witness to will reveal itself. On that note, I would like to draw everyone's attention to the fact that Franklin County Public Schools received $15.2 million in federal funding for the 2021-2022 school year, nearly double the federal funding received in all previous years, and $6.6 million of that federal funding was ESSER funding, which are funds, federal funds that have provided relief to schools during the pandemic. Make no mistake about it, for Franklin County to receive its budget is $6.6 million in ESSER funds, certain stipulations apply, and those include policies in line with CDC guidance for the reopening and operation of school facilities. With ESSER funding tied to said CDC guidelines, which calls for universal indoor masking for all students and faculty, it is no wonder why certain members of the school board may have ignored Governor Youngkin's order and, and the will of we the people. Let me be clear. If the four members of the school board wish to continue to ignore. I'm sorry, your time is up. We'll remember come November. OK, now, um, <clears throat> it sounded like she said that uh, there was an additional funding for following uh, national mandates. Correct. 
and uh, a lot of funding. Like she, yeah, it was a six. She said like six point two million. A lot of funding. Um, we also heard somebody that said that um, teachers and staff are underpaid. Yes. Uh, and all we gotta do is wear a mask. Yes. <laughs> Do you six million dollars? Yes. Sign me up, man. Well, here, but I, I think what worries me is just raise your taxes and pay for it. Like we don't have to follow any of the rules. Mm. If Franklin County wants to, just don't accept any federal funding and raise taxes to cover the other sixty percent and do what we want in the school system. Yeah, I'm not willing to do that. Most people aren't. We are a welfare county. <laughs> we pay for 40% of our schools. 60% comes from state and federal government. And if we want more control, stop taking the money. And again, um, I, I'm just speculating. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this person has any children in Franklin County Public Schools. It, it's hard to tell. It, it really, the whole it's time not this hard was to going tell. on, um, it felt like that. Because I'll say I've spoken before the board and I think every time I mention that I have children in Franklin County Public Schools, it's it's something you say to yeah. gain credibility. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, you know, state your purpose. I'm here because I have kids in Franklin County Public Schools. I agree with you. It, it, and especially at the time, it felt as if we were being bombarded by people I hadn't seen before. Yes. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll say we often get in trouble for referring to a boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Um, a boogeyman is somebody that you don't you can't see, but you think he's there. Uh, it's easy to blame somebody that you're not interacting with. And, and create a boogeyman. I don't, I feel like if they actually, you know, talk to public school educators, they wouldn't be able to form these opinions. Well, I think that's where we got to stop using the term boogeyman. We have to, I think we have to say outright, the thing you are looking for doesn't exist. The thing you are afraid of does not exist. Um, and what, what is the answer to that? If I tell you, look, the thing that you, Bigfoot, does not exist. If I tell you that and you believe in Bigfoot, what do you do? Oh. So I say, show me the evidence that convinced you. Hmm. And they go, well, look it up. Michael, that's faith. You have a religious belief in Bigfoot. That's good for you. Enjoy your religious belief. But we're, we have a constitution that says that we're not going to establish any rules based on faith. So bring me the evidence of Bigfoot or stop. That's funny that you say that. There's a, a shot of Bigfoot in Colorado from a train that was just posted recently. How good is it? Terrible. Okay, come, come on. <laughs> iPhones are just amazing. Like I got a Samsung S. You know, I thought it was S four, it's S two. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it takes good shots. Not perfect, mind you. It's good. Like it's not iPhone good. It's not one of these phones that got three different cameras that take one picture. It's it's just got one camera, but it's got good pictures. So I don't understand how we don't have pictures of Chupacabra. And honestly, if we go back Mark to this Ness- Palestine thing. Nessie. <laughs> I haven't seen any videos of, of, of what's going on in Palestine that make any sense. Mm. 
you know what I mean? Like there should be all kinds of footage from ring doorbells, from people's cameras, from cell phones. Think about it with George Floyd. Like after the first one was shot, we was getting angles from different sides. Like the fact that information that should be coming out to us isn't coming out. And instead it's like, hey, take our word for it. Bugs me. And it's exactly what bugs me a little bit about some of these folks that stand up in front of these school board meetings. Well, let's keep going. Let's do some more. I'm getting kind of tired of the mask mandates. <laughs> yeah, they lasted a little longer than we probably needed. Hello. I'm Let me start by saying that I believe in parental choice for the wearing of masks. I'm getting tired I have of been at or listened to every meeting They're for the last the two years. I've heard arguments for and against the use of masks. You know, I've repeatedly heard this board talk about following the CDC guidelines. As this has been pointed out before, the guidelines are that suggestions. Not every school is following the guidelines now, nor not every school has followed them since the outbreak of COVID. The CDC recommends vaccines in 95 masks and taking temperatures, but we there do not do go. that. They recommend social distancing, but school personnel have confirmed that FCPS has not been able to social distance at every school and or every class. Now, let's move on to shields. The CDC originally had shields in their COVID mitigation plan, but not too far into COVID, that was removed. They determined that there was little to no measurable data to show the shields were effective. Even though CDC does not recommend it, an administrator with FCPS still required my mask-exempted child to wear a shield, use a desk shield, or to sit six feet away from other classmates. That was my choices. Now, the school board never discussed this publicly, nor were we told ahead of time by Franklin County Public Schools that this was the requirement. I was told this after my exemption was signed off by a doctor and approved by school personnel. It seems the board has been able to pick and choose what they want to do in regards to COVID mitigation strategies. There has been conversation about what this board, the school lawyer, and what our insurance carrier thinks is best. A lawyer may provide their interpretation of a policy, but ask another attorney, and it could be different. After doing research, I found out that most Virginia schools, if not all of them, are insured by the same insurance company that insures us. How is it that some of these schools that are insured by the same company as us can drop their mask mandate and we cannot? In closing, I do not have a problem with someone wearing a mask. That is their right to do so. On the flip side, don't judge me unfairly for my right to refuse one for myself or for my children. I ask that tonight you drop the mask mandate for all students, teachers, faculty, and staff. never be able to stick your head right on the top. I have seen some kids stick their hands on the I'm like, I'm going to catch it on the second round. I ain't going to catch it this one. Ah, that's the thing, man. It's not going to stop determination. And I think that's the complaint about the shields. I didn't disagree with the shields. They didn't hurt. They didn't help. You don't think so? Uh, they built, they did build a barrier because it sounds like what well, she's saying that kids who used an exemption mm-hmm. um, and didn't have to wear a mask were required to have a shield around their desk. Yes. But we put shields on everybody's desks because it was easier. Teachers like. So this, so her child wasn't singled out. No, it's it very, it's very unlikely. Is there was two or three other kids at least in the class because one of the things is teachers like to carve out spaces just the way most teachers teach mm-hmm. like they like stations they like desks to be in rows or desks to be in circles so the partitions the barriers were just used as partitions so if I had four kids in a circle I might put two partitions up to cut two of the kids off to be in one space okay now if we use like that of course they don't make any sense. Uh, but that's the way teachers are going to use it. That's the way teachers did use it in most classrooms. So they were either on everybody's desks, they were splitting some people up, or students would elect to have them. 
That's what happened most of the time. Um, but I don't know. They were useful until they weren't. So they were okay at first because they were nice and clear and see through and you could use them. And then, you know, we go in there and we spray sanitizer three times a day. And by the end of the first month, they were all opaque because they had a thin layer of sanitizer all over And uh, man, I found that out because I used to, I I had a classroom with keyboards Uh and I would Lysol between. I was like, this is brilliant. I'm going to start Lysoling. Man, those keyboards got so nasty looking because it's like dirt would attach to the the Lysol. So I found out like, you can't do that anymore. And then I went to wipes and would take the letters off. (laughs) We had our cousin, uh, said he didn't like hand sanitizer. <laughs> I know. He's, like, he's like, where did the germs go? Let's <laughs> walk around with dead germs. Yeah. <laughs> um, now he, he would wash his hands, but he just, he was like, I don't like hand, the thought of hand sanitizer because you're just, you're killing germs and you're carrying them around. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he's not wrong. <laughs> I think that closes us out. So that's February's meeting. So they're about through. to prove the they're closing of the meeting, closing or? of the, okay. uh, the open session, and they're going to get into the business of the actual meeting. A lot of masking in this one. This is February of 2022. Um, gosh, uh, why does it feel like it? That's not that far ago. It said February of 2022. February of 2022. Oh, year, a little over, almost two years. Almost two years, but yeah, this is wild. Uh, How quickly we've kind of moved through these school board meetings. And I know in our newest meeting, we've got some more interesting stuff popping back up. So uh, now to personally rate these meetings, I give them a five. This this one that we just listened to? Yes. Out of um, 10? Yes. Because uh, they weren't as juicy as I was hoping. This one wasn't juicy. No, no, no. It's not not, um, not super juicy. And, and I feel like people didn't really get involved with the uh, the whole mask mandate uh, as far as opposition. So it was, it was really one-sided. Um, people who opposed uh, the mask mandate. Yeah, um, it, it didn't get good until CRT lured its, its head into in, in our, our school system. That's when, you know, the school board meetings really started to get interesting. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff was. I hope you bring up my, um, um, give a little teaser on, on a, because I attended a meeting where um, a pastor uh, quoted Hitler. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to this because I know there's these some of these meetings get wild as, as we go along. And not only did he quote Hitler, but as I recall it. So this will be interesting to see if my memory mm-hmm. is as accurate as what we really get to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, after he quoted Hitler, everybody clapped. Yes. Like, that's a good statement. And, and uh, I want to say he also quoted MLK. <laughs> Probably because you know those two would have got along well. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, well, that's a full episode. Do you want to want to go through any more? Is there anything else we want to add in? No, no. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. But uh, you know, I, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna crank up the tempo with the next one. All right. So stay tuned. I heard a man talking. Didn't know what he was saying. 
like a burned out candle with half the wick of missing and a nothing for Same river twice. Give me.